Hello, Gossheads. This week, in place of our usual Goss episode, we'll be sharing a special episode of Sex with Ghosts, where Courtney came on to talk about her hometown, literal haunts. Enjoy. This is Sex with Ghosts. I'm Bridget here with Molly. Hello. And today we have a very special guest from the other podcast that I host, The Gossier. We have Courtney. Hi. Now, Courtney, I did not tell you what today's topic was. No, I'm on the edge of my seat. But we're doing some. And excuse my pronunciation here. Louisville. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Okay. Lore. Oh, interesting. Okay. This is exciting. Now, did I say that right? <laughs> no, but I'm glad you gave it a try. It's Louisville. 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 Sure. It's, you know, just kind of like ease into it. Louisville. Swallow it down. Louisville. It's a difficult word. Yeah, I think I was like 12 before I learned that people pronounce it differently outside of the city. Oh, really? Yeah. I just like everyone is like Louisville, Louisville, Louisville. And then at some point it becomes part of your consciousness that it could be pronounced Louisville, Louisville. Yeah, sorry. I don't even I can't even say it. Louisville, which is like how the news says it. And like pretty much anyone outside of the city. I didn't know the pronunciation was weird until... I saw a comedian's bit. I was in my mid twenties and he tells this story about going there to visit the baseball bat museum or baseball bat manufacturing. Oh yeah. Uh Uh-huh. The Louisville slugger museum. Yeah. And I was like, I'm sorry, where? And I was buddies with them. So afterwards we talked about it. I was like, no idea that that's how you pronounce that. Oh, that's so funny. So here we are today. We have a couple I think mostly two to go over. Um, But the first one is the witch's tree. Okay. I have never heard of this. You've never heard of this? No, I'm so curious. I'm going to learn so much about my little hometown. Okay. That's wild. Molly, have you heard of this? No, I have not. And I hadn't heard of it either. I definitely went out of my way to pick this for you because it is near your old town. I guess, I don't know. You'll have to explain this to us because the witch's tree is in old Louisville. Old old Louisville. Yeah. Okay. That's where my high school was. Old Louisville. Yeah. Just a little neighborhood. And that's considered though part of the city, right? Yes. I have that it is 48 city blocks and it is north of the university of Louisville. Yes, that is correct. All of this, all of this uh, tracks. Did you know it was originally built in 1870, almost a full century after the original Louisville? Oh, oh, I didn't know that. So old Louisville is younger than than Louisville. Yeah, 
That is funny. I mean, the thing that I know most about old Louisville, it's like whole draw is that it has all of these Victorian houses. Yeah. Super old, like rows and rows and rows of them. Like it's pretty unbelievable, honestly. Did you know it's actually one of the largest per capita of Victorian mansions in the United States? I must have known that at some point. I mean, it makes sense. I don't think I knew the statistic, but <laughs> once you once you see it, it's like I would be shocked if it weren't. It's truly a sight to see. Is it still um, like a lot of original structures? So does it feel like you've time traveled? Sort of, yeah. And I, what's interesting is that when I was going to high school in old Louisville, not a lot of people, like there were a lot of maybe like abandoned homes or like kind of like lower income uh, living there. That also could just be like my perception and it could be completely wrong. No, I think that's true from what I was reading. But I, I do feel like it might be, if it isn't currently, it's like next in line to be like upgraded. Not like, you know, the, the insides will be changed and like flipped and stuff because it's like, it's just like a great area for like begging to be gentrified in that way. You know what I mean? And that's what I, some of the stuff I was reading was saying that it's like in the beginnings of a gentrification process. That's like what it definitely feels like. That whole area of Louisville right now is like slowly different blocks are kind of being revamped, which, you know, is good and could be bad for the communities living there for sure. According to Lawn Love, which is a website about lawn care. What? <laughs> okay. They have determined that Louisville is the 87th best city for witches. What? Well, out of how many? You know, I don't even know. And I don't even know why they... <laughs> why they have this statistic. Yeah, but their SEO, I mean, I guess it bumps their SEO <laughs> It must. That is funny. Witches need lawn care too. Yeah. I mean, honestly, witches probably take better care of their lawn because they appreciate Mother Earth in a way that those of us who aren't witches don't. Yeah. Yeah. Gotta get your herbs from somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> Old Louisville is sometimes called America's most haunted neighborhood. Oh. oh. I did almost get hit by a car there once, but I don't think it was a ghost. Are you sure? No. I mean, I never saw the driver of the car, so. So a car with no driver almost hit you. Oh, that's spooky. Yeah, it's very possible. I mean, I was so, I was so spooked, if you will, that I didn't catch, I didn't catch if there was even someone in there. Wow. I know. That's terrifying. I didn't know it was so haunted. I love this. Oh yeah. I'm surprised. Cause I feel like when you type in Louisville and haunted, it's like, there's tons of stuff that comes up. I'm sure so many people fell to their deaths in those Victorian houses on like a narrow staircase. And so it makes sense to me that there could be hauntings uh, that are within those homes and the surrounding area. I like that you that you're blaming the narrow <laughs> stairways. <laughs> I mean, I just assume there are narrow stairways and that's what caused the deaths, right? Like, I mean, people could just like, I'm not saying that there could have been a lot of murders as well. Oh yeah. But like, you just think about someone who just accidentally fell down the steps. I feel like that's the likelihood of that happening is way higher in those tall ass mansions. And it's a super old city too. So there's a lot of time and accumulation for dead people. Oh yeah. 
it was a beacon of hope at one point when being on a river was really important for cities. And then once that was no longer important, it kind of just like plateaued. The, the deaths? No, the growth, but, uh, <laughs> but it's old and it was bustling at one point full of dead people. So how big is Louisville? Because from what I was reading, I was like 48 city blocks is like a neighborhood. That's insane. Yeah, that is pretty big. I don't know. I mean, I think it's technically a mid-sized city in the U.S. And I don't know how many people actually live there, but it's like, it's really hard to explain because it's not like a small town, but it's not like you walk outside and you're like walking the streets of downtown. But like, I technically grew up within the city of Louisville, just like in a neighborhood that I but like not close to downtown. So it's just like weird. And you can get across town in like 20 minutes. Is it like a big college town? Not really. Not like in the way that like Iowa City is or like Evanston, Illinois or places like that. Okay. It definitely doesn't have like the vibe of a college town. Even though the university is there, it seems like most of the people who go to UofL don't necessarily come from very far and it's not like the centerpiece of the city. Okay. But I mean, that being said, U of L sports are like the city does thrive on being obsessed with the sports teams because we don't have professional sports there. Oh yeah. So it's like collegiate in that way, but it's not like you're walking around mingling with students all the time. If that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. Molly, are you looking something up? Yes. The, Metro area Louisville is over a million, a little over a million. Oh, it is technically either the 16th or the 27th, depending on you, how you count population largest city in the United States. There you go. Okay. So it's pretty big. Yeah. I would say, I would say a little larger than midsize. <laughs> I guess so. Yeah. I, you know, it's weird because my boyfriend who grew up in Los Angeles is like, Oh, it reminds me of like a small town. And I'm like, uh, I don't Rude. know if it's like a small town. Yeah, it doesn't like have that vibe. It's very friendly, but it's not like. That's funny. I don't know. You probably have like one to two degrees of separation from most people in the city, but you can still walk around with like general anonymity. Yeah, I would drop him off in the sticks and then be like, Tell be like me yeah, about find your way town. home. <laughs> like, do you want to see a real small town? So the tree that we're talking about is actually on the corner of 6th Street and Park Avenue. Okay. It's the northwest corner of Central Park. I was going to say that's right by Central Park. Okay. I I used to play tennis in Central Park. I'm kind of like, I kind of know the vibe. Okay. I did not know that there was this tree though. I know. I'm like, I'm blown away because every article I read made it seem like Everyone in Louisville knows about this tree. Really? Oh my gosh. Next time I'm there, I'm going to go pay homage because nice. I'm gonna, I want to see this thing. So it's what's been described as a natural monstrosity. <laughs> I have to look this up. I have. Oh, to I got a picture. Like. I got a picture. Oh, okay. 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 A natural monstrosity. Is it like a magnolia tree? What type of tree is it? That's actually a good question. You know, I honestly just assumed it was maple and Mm. there's a reason why we'll get into it. Okay. Here in just a moment, but this is only part of the tree, but you can kind of see what I'm talking about here. 
You know, you've probably seen the tree before. You just didn't realize what you were saying. Yeah, that's true. So another reason this tree stands out is because people put trinkets on the tree a lot. Okay. So on any given day, there could be like Mardi Gras beads, what was something, brooms, candles, liquor bottles. So all like witchy-esque things. Yeah, stuff you, offerings, as I think we'd like to call them. We, we the pig community. Yes, offerings. So what do you, you guys, what do you guys think of this tree? I don't know if I would describe it as a natural monstrosity. I think that is a little rude, but it definitely does look like it's had some lives. It's got some knots. It does look, it's definitely not a magnolia tree. I want to know why it's haunted because right now, I don't even know, honestly, if I would look twice at this tree, if I walk past it. Really? I feel like this tree looks like it has herpes. <laughs> I mean, it does. It does. But, or maybe HPV. HPV is the worst, right? Herpes is sores. Yes, yeah, sores. I don't know if HPV is warts. I guess maybe it could cause warts. I don't know. I had HPV slash habit, maybe. I don't have warts. Oh, yeah. There's there's multiple strains. One of them is a wart causing. Yeah, I don't have I don't have the warts. I will admit that does not that's not what my genitals look like. But um, <laughs> I mean, it definitely looks like if it could talk, it has stories. Also, no judgment for anyone who does have any strain of HPV because, you know. Oh, no. It's the most common thing. Everyone has it. it it's some we don't talk about and everybody has it. Yeah. HPV representation matters. Thank you. I'm just saying. Molly, what do you think of the tree? I feel like it looks like it's like multiple trees grown together. Have you ever seen trees like that? Like that's what it reminds me of. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah, this definitely does look like it might have been multiple trees at some point. <laughs> or it like absorbed any tree that tried to compete with it. Oh, yeah, that's good. So this is why this tree is haunted. So according to local lore, in the late 19th century, there was a tree, not this one, but one in the exact place where this one's at. And it was a majestic maple tree. And allegedly, this was a place for a coven of witches to meet. And they would meet like every night doing ceremonies. And supposedly people were not bothered by this. Okay. They're just like, witches are out doing their thing again. All right. I love that for Louisville. I love that they were like, ah, that's just our local coven. Yeah, which I, I'm i like already now like, how are they telling this story? <laughs> because yeah. I feel like in 1889, people are going to be like, the fucking witches are out again. Right, right. So in this year of 1889, a city planning committee decided to remove the tree ahead of the annual May Day celebration. Okay. And one of the leaders of the city council was this Mr. Mangel. Mangel? Mengel? It seems like his name might still be around. Yeah. How do you pronounce it? I mean, sorry, I'm sorry. How do you spell it? M-E-N-G-E-L. Hmm. It does not ring a bell, but it's possible I've seen it on like, you know, like an insurance advertisement on a park bench or something. Yeah. That's the type of like legacy I feel like that name has. Well, I guess he had like a famous lumber company. Oh, okay. Maybe that's what they make the bats out of. Maybe. 
that is possible. So he was kind of the guy that came out and said, this is the tree that we have to use. Okay. And so they make this announcement to the city. We're going to cut down this tree. And there's two versions of what happened next. In one version, the witches actually visited Mengel to send him a message. Okay. In another version, the witches actually left this message, and I'll read it to you guys, on a parchment on the tree. And the message goes, this tree shall stand and not be cut. We fetter with our laughter, our leafy haven you'll not gut or pay forever after. But if you wooden king prevail and mother maple dies, the force of fate shall strike this town and right between the eyes. If our tree falls, yes, fate will call to teach you heartless dunce that all man's work can disappear. Beware 11th month. Whoa. So did something happen in the 11th month? Oh, you betcha. Okay. Okay. That was like a very beautifully written threat. I know. And I, it's like Shakespeare who I'm kind of wondering if it's fake. (laughs) Yeah. There's kind of a resurgence in the lore because there is a local professor in town who's made a book career of like retelling these stories and like doing haunted walks around Louisville. Oh. And so I feel like both versions, the parchment on a tree and the version of they went and told him this in person. I feel like these are two stories that both came from the same guy. He like, just depending on the day, he's like, yeah, they went and they talked to him or they're like, no, he, the, uh, they put a screed on the tree. Yeah. That's funny. And they're like, professor, you keep changing your story. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, uh, how much money are you making from your side gig? <laughs> are they not giving you tenure? Yeah. Yeah. Truly. Yeah. Why, why do you have to walk us around at Friday night on Friday nights at nine 30 feels a little shady. <laughs> yeah. I guess he has to keep busy since me too. What? Uh, so they chopped down this tree and legend has it that when the tree was chopped, everybody heard a terrible shriek echo through the neighborhood and the witches supposedly then moved on from this tree and found a new tree in the nearby dark forest. Okay. And in every version of this story that I found, everyone made a note that the townsfolk totally forgot about this curse. And the Mayday thing went on without a hitch. Town's just happy-go-lucky. Yeah, they're like, whatever, that tree is gone. Happy Mayday. Yeah, stars in their eyes. Vibes, nothing could go wrong. Exactly. But pissed off, the witches apparently did cast a curse because exactly 11 months to the day, March 28th, 1890, the city suffered a storm so severe that everyone then remembered, didn't the witches make a curse? <laughs> what, what type of storm? Like a thunderstorm? Yes, like a tornado. Yeah, okay, that tracks. And... What's also funny about the tornado or the lore is that it went down Maple Street to start. So it was kind of like, you know, a total nudge or uh, 
nod, a nod to what has to what had transpired them. Yes. That's interesting. And it destroyed mansions, schools, bourbon and tobacco warehouses, churches, and the railroad station. Whoa. Over a hundred people had lost their lives, including members of the planning committee. Allegedly, Mengel lost two relatives in the storm. But another source that I found said that this tornado actually was on the 27th of March. Huh? Okay. So not 11 months exactly. Yes. And it was like the result of like there was multiple tornadoes happening within a short period. So that's why there was like so much death and destruction. Okay. Mm, I think it was the witches. (laughs) I mean, it probably doesn't help that maybe if they did exist and this really happened, they're manifestations, you know, like, oh yeah, you're going to draw what you imagine Mm -hmm. we hope for. Yeah. It's the secret, baby. Exactly. They're the first users of the secret. People want to say it goes back to the Illuminati. It actually goes back to Louisville. Yeah, 100%. So the Courier Journal. Yes, the local newspaper still to this day. Really? Yeah. Dubbed the tornado as the storm demon, which I think is kind of amusing because a lot of the lore that you read about with this story, everybody's like, and then they called it the storm demon. But this was like 1890 and storm demon was just like a common phrase. Really? Really? Okay. That's just what you called tornadoes in 1890. A storm demon. Oh, that's funny. Cause I was about to be like, that sounds like some fucking dude just made that up. Like in 2020. Yeah. I was like, I don't know. It seems like they probably called it a storm demon. That's what witches say. Molly, do you remember when it like snowed in Iowa city? I think it was like 2009 or 2010 and everyone called it the snow apocalypse. Oh yes. Yes, I do. Like we're still doing this shit. (laughs) Yeah. I was going to say there's like, or, I mean, I guess maybe it's technically a scientific term, but being like, oh, the polar vortex. Oh, sure. Yeah. Or like snowmageddon every time. That's what they would always call it in Louisville. Every time it snowed and people got like stuck on the bridge, it was snowmageddon. What bridge? The second street bridge. Oh, because there's a bridge we're going to talk about here in just a bit. Oh, okay. For our next lore. Oh, I'm so curious. Oh, I wonder if it's the railroad bridge. Okay, go on. <laughs> so, oh, What also is funny, though, is one of the sources I found said that eyewitnesses reported after destroying the downtown part of the city, the twister took a strange right hand turn and roared south along the 6th Street and into Old Louisville. So I love that somebody at some point added this detail that like, yeah, people saw it. Just take a right turn. Yeah, just they, they just watched it bend right. And it just went straight towards where that tree used to be. And part of this story is that a bolt of lightning leapt from the tornado and struck the stump of the old witch's tree. And in its place, a new tree began growing there. And that's the tree that I showed you guys the picture of before. 
that explains maybe why it's so deformed. Right. That's what I was thinking too. It was conceived in an unusual manner. <laughs> Some might say satanic. Some might say, and I would. But it probably actually happens maybe a lot. Yeah. I just read that Martha Stewart has like been hit by lightning three times. Yeah. Like I think it happens more often than we think. <laughs> That's crazy. Three times. Yeah. This stuff's happening and people are not talking about it. But that's why people leave small tributes on the tree to stay on the witch's good side. Okay. I see. I'm going to do that next time I'm in town. And the tree is still being used. Last December 21st, in fact, Kentucky witches called to curse Senator Joe Manchin over his refusal to support Joe Biden's spending bill. I love that. And there was like a huge, like on Reddit, social media that was like, made by the witch's tree. No way. That is fucking cool. I wonder if I know anyone who went. Seems like some people I mix it up with in high school might have been there. <laughs> is there, there has to be some sort of, draw like is there a natural draw to that tree for some reason you know what i mean like i mean it's ugly but or ugly by western beauty standards of trees yeah i was like watch your mouth <laughs> well i guess like do pagans choose trees for specific reasons i guess oh yeah it's like is it like at the northwest corner and that's like yeah, the, yeah. right yeah like something about that like area not like the lumpy tree itself yeah but like something that caused like the first tree to have such a meaningful existence that when it got struck by lightning and it popped this new guy up it still remains important right well definitely with paganism there is the idea that you should actually set your altar outside if you can you should have an outdoors altar. And I can see how tree would be like kind of an easy altar to have in the sense of it's round. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's an easy way for everybody to form a circle. It's like near a public park too. And I think back then it was like all botanical gardens. Right. The area? Yeah. Here's a question. Today, when people have their ceremonies, do the people who like live in the apartment or the house, I don't know what's right behind the tree. Do they get annoyed? Is there like any sort of contention between those who live there and those who come to visit the tree? My guess is you at this point, if you live there, you know what you're getting into. Mm -hmm. It's not a surprise. Yeah, like you, that would be the first thing you asked before you moved in is like, what the fuck is that? Like, what the fuck's that tree? Does, does that tree have an STD? <laughs> yeah, I might get HPV from that tree. Isn't it literally in the park though? Like it's in a park, a public park where people can go. The photo made it look like it was like next to a sidewalk. Yeah, I think it's next to the park. I don't think it's actually in the park. Yeah, it made it look like there was like the tree, the sidewalk, and then a building behind it. Okay. I guess it's the northwest corner of a park is what this says. But Central Park, it's like a city park, right? So there's yeah, it is. Some residential probably right next to the park. Yeah, there there is. Yeah, there's it's like kind of surrounds it. Little homes and stuff or big homes, honestly. 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they're supposed to be ginormous. They're Victorian mansions. And if you're not careful, you will fall down the narrow staircase, die and haunt the place forever. <laughs> or hang out by the tree forever. Or just, yeah, be part, come, become one with the tree. But I also have to imagine between this like weird professor and his book writing, book pitching and his night tours, it probably has gotten like more rowdy. Yeah. As time has gone by. What is this professor's name? Oh, it, I didn't even write it down because I was like, this guy seems so nutty. I don't even want to really give him credit. But it's like Damien. Susan Shearer. Oh, here's his name. It's David Domine. David Domine. I'll look him up on Facebook. See if I have any mutuals. Yeah, please do. Give us an update if you do. I'll report back once I look him up. But and I, I saw like a video he did and I was just like, this guy, he looks kind of phony baloney, I think, in my opinion. I'm sure I'm going to try to take his freaking tour next time I'm in town. Nice. I think it's definitely big around Halloween, dude. I have to look into that. What's also big around Halloween, allegedly in Louisville is the goat man or sometimes known as the Pope Lick Monster. What is that? So you haven't heard of this one either? No, the goat man. I'll tell you, Molly, you're probably going to find some of the details about this cryptid very familiar. I see. Okay. But the goat man is part man, part goat, and part sheep, reported to live beneath a railroad trestle bridge over Pope Lick Creek. Oh. In the Fisherville neighborhood of Louisville. Yeah. You know that neighborhood as well? I am not personally familiar with it, but I have heard of it. It's on the wrong side of the tracks. Yeah, honestly, maybe. Uh, let me look at a quick <laughs> map of Louisville. It's definitely one of those ones I've heard on the news, but have I ever crossed into it? I don't know. Okay. I see what's going on here. So it is out east as we like to say in louisville <laughs> on the uh looks like it's kind of by the gene snyder freeway yes i've not spent much time there because i didn't go very far out east because it's too far and i didn't want to spend more time in my car and i always hated the east side so what's bad about the east side it's just more suburban snooty money oh not sure about Fisherville exactly but it's kind of in that area so if you're from Louisville Courtney thinks you're a snob <laughs> I am kind of stick to it I mean <laughs> no one ever wanted to go out east my dad whenever I'd have him drive me to a friend's house he'd be like is it inside or outside the Waterson which is like the expressway and if it was outside the Waterson he'd be like I'm not driving you there <laughs> which is like honestly for people who live in LA literally like 15 minutes so nothing but in louisville it's simply too far i can understand that yeah i am shocked whenever i'm home and it only takes me like six minutes to drive anywhere there i'm like oh i thought that was on the other side of town it's pretty odd okay so fishersville okay now i can i have a little bit of context oh i see the creek are you familiar with it i'm not familiar with this creek no i thought it was going to be the railroad bridge over the Ohio river. Oh, 
That one's more popular because they recently turned it into a pedestrian bridge. It was unusable for decades and then they, they made it usable again. Well, they probably can't turn this bridge into a pedestrian bridge because of the rampant ghost man or goat man. Yeah. So what does the goat man do? Also, I will say that when I was living in Louisville, I strayed away from very scary things because it would make me really scared. Oh, <laughs> but I was I wasn't as into like the dark, sinister stuff until I was old enough to realize that like it was interesting and not just going to keep me up at night. And I had a, a I have a better handle on my anxiety now. Uh, when I was little, I did not. Okay, I, I was a little worried that we were going to give you nightmares now. No, 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 no. I like text you tomorrow and I'm like, fuck that goat man was in my dream. Oh, I actually, I am familiar with this bridge. I've definitely driven past it at some point. It looks very familiar, probably on my way to like another state that is not in Kentucky, but east of Kentucky. Would you say it's famous? Like, is it well known? No, not at least not in my, okay. not in the circles I run in. Oh, sure. Maybe, maybe to the east side folk with their bags of money. The Richie Rich going around to their Poplick Creek. To answer your question what the goat man does, he's responsible allegedly for a lot of mysterious deaths in that area. Whoa. And his origins, there's two stories. One of them is that he was a local farmer and I guess he just tortured a herd of goats for Satan. Okay. All right. As you do, as you do. And then he decided to sign a contract with him, which of course means he forfeited his soul. Mm -hmm. A Faustian contract, if you will. Yes. Yes. And then he was converted into the scripted and he lives under the trestle seeking revenge on people. Whoa. I Again, I'm going to have to check this out next time I'm home. This, I, I'm going to, you guys, like, I am so sorry to disappoint you that I haven't known either of these so far, but I just want you to know that you are cursing my family because next time I go home, I'm going to make everyone gather around me while I tell them these tales and do what I do best, which is make everyone listen to me. So I'm very excited to relay these messages. And you know what? There's a good chance that my dad will be like, oh yeah, I've heard about that. Oh, that's fun. I, I'm glad. You know, I started this podcast to spread the gospel of the weird. Yeah. So you not knowing about it. I'm a prophet, baby. Means, yeah, you're an apostle that, Or a now, disciple. Or a disciple. I don't know. Molly's a prophet. She does a lot of the heavy lifting. <laughs> I just have one question about this. So why would Satan want to torture goats? Because isn't a goat a symbol of satan so why would you want to harm something that is elated mm. i i think that's a very good point do you guys want to guess where this story came from that terrible college professor oh no no seriously oh my oh. gosh david domino yeah that's that's good enough. He doesn't deserve Domine. Domine doesn't deserve the correct pronunciation. Oh my gosh. Who is this guy? To be fair, it's possible that he does just go around collecting stories from people 
And that's why he's the one retelling it. So that's why the story comes from him. Right, 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 right. That's fair. But then I think you should disclose that when you're retelling the tale of this has been orally passed to me from actual people who live here or something because this is part of the bad problem or the stigma that paganism gets. It's like, come on, if you're a satanic person, you're working with the devil, you're not going to hurt that goat unless that goat is a specific sacrifice. I don't think Satanists would just like torture a goat. I feel like that's not their thing. No, it doesn't make sense to me. Um, But the second story, which this is the part that maybe will sound familiar to Molly. It starts with a, a man who owns a circus and allegedly his name was Colonel Beauregard Schlinnet. I don't know. It's something German. Well, if that ain't the most Southern sounding name I've ever heard, Colonel Beauregard, something German. Yeah. Yeah. That guy lived in Louisville for sure. The German French guy. Yeah. However, there is no actual record of this guy existing. So it's just like a name people used. But I feel like the name might have also came from a man who made a movie about Goatman. Oh, because he had the same last name. And I was like, well, this seems. Huh. I'm like trying to Nancy drew this story. He's putting himself into his own story. Yeah. Okay. So he's the owner and the ringmaster of this traveling circus. And they performed all over America, even into the deep Southern territories, beginning in the early 1930s. Although I think by then they would have been states. I don't know why this is territories. This is terribly written. (laughs) And he had a reputation for being a liar and mysterious deaths in the cities that he visited. Oh, geez. Oh, okay. Okay. We have a little serial killer on our hands. Yes, definitely. Well, and that's when I'm like, is this American Horror Story, the circus freak season? Right. So on a loud stormy night while they were in Beltsville, Maryland, the circus bearded lady, Madame Bristel, found an abandoned baby in a hay-filled crate outside her tent. Okay. And this child was seriously deformed with stubs protruding from his forehead, misshapen legs that look more like cloven hooves than human feet. And feeling bad for the baby, the bearded lady takes in the baby and gives it food and shelter. Does that sound familiar, Molly? Not yet. Oh, I was like the Jersey Devil. Oh, Oh, well, yeah, yeah. This mysterious baby with like hooves feet. Sure. Yeah. I thought you were talking about the bearded lady part of it. And I was like, no, I don't think I've I haven't done a bearded lady yet. <laughs> it sounds like this baby was born from that lumpy ass tree. Yeah. I mean, who's to say it wasn't when you look at the timeline? Yeah. 1930. And the only person who was there was David Domine. Yeah. And David Domine is there. That's the part he's not telling us. Yeah. He's that's like for one of his future books. He's going to be pissed that you actually leaked that. Oh, shit. Sorry, David. Sorry. Okay. So this isn't in Maryland, which is kind of that's where the baby's found. Yeah. But like that is kind of close to Jersey. So could it be? Oh, that's a good point. 
Or it could be a cousin of the Jersey Devil. It could be the Jer- Jersey Devil's baby. I don't know much about the Jersey Devil, but it does sound like they could have they could share a bloodline. These two deformed beasts. It kind of seems like it. We did a, a episode on the Jersey Devil in October. Okay, and it's very similar sort of story. Baby being born deformed in Jersey. Jersey's next to Maryland, isn't it? It's probably like a three, four hour drive, maybe. It's definitely not that far. Okay. Are you looking it up, Molly? Yeah, I just wanted to see. Three hour drive. Okay. So that's like us going to Vegas? Yeah. Um, so, oh, so the colonel, when he saw this baby, he knew already this was going to be a money-making venture. Of course. So over the years, the baby grew into a beast, but was submissive because he was constantly being beaten and whipped. Okay. That's dark. And then on a fateful night, much like the one of his discovery, the circus train was passing through Fisherville and a bolt of lightning struck the tracks, causing the train to derail just above the Poplic Creek. Whoa. A lightning action in the city. I was about to say, to be fair, there is a lot of lightning in Louisville. We get we get many a uh, lightning storm, thunderstorm, tornado moment. So makes sense. Oh yeah, you guys have like a tornado season. Yeah, usually we just get like the residual winds and rains. Very rarely do tornadoes actually knock on wood go through Louisville. Um, they usually go in like the more rural surrounding areas. Where are you guys in the state? Like, are you near Appalachians? Are you? No, that's like several hours east. No, west. Okay. No, east. Oh, God. I don't know how, how geography works. East. Yeah, that's like closer to Virginia. Okay. And Louisville's more west. Yeah, like north. It's kind of like in the center north part of the state, right on the border between there's Louisville, then there's the Ohio River, and then there's southern Indiana. Okay. So, yeah, it's there. Okay. That's why I consider it more of like a Midwestern city sometimes when people ask me because it's not like deep south in the state or anything. And it's a lot more, I don't know, chill and liberal. (laughs) It's got chill vibes. It's got chill. It's got chill vibes with the Southern charm. Nice. Yeah. So the wreck was terrible and it seemed to have killed most of the crew instantly. But maybe not all of them because some of the body parts were found as far away as two miles from the crash site. Ah, but just parts? Exactly. So what they say now is that Goatman obviously survived the tragic. He tumbled out of it. He tumbled out of it. You know, he's a big satanic man. Yeah. Just rolled right out of that train. Yeah, he's got like a natural helmet with his horns and his little hooves and stuff. Exactly. Yeah. He doesn't absorb shock the same way humans do. Exactly, exactly. He has the power of Satan behind him. And uh, the colonel's body was never found. And of course, people use him as the reason why those body parts were found ripped to shreds. Right, okay. Like, so they think that he he killed them mm-hmm. after the fact. Okay. 
So what he looks like is that he has dark, coarse hair, the body of a man. The legs are very muscular. Mm, okay. He has a white face, but it's like, from what I read, it was like a white face that's skin, but it's the face of a goat with horns. Ugh. And he likes to use hypnosis or to, how do you say that, voice mimic mimicry? Oh, oh, that's spooky. Oh, that gave me chills. To lure trespassers. Like being like, mom, or yeah. something. Yeah. You're like, oh, is that my kid? He, I was just going to say that. He likes to use the voice of a child crying for help. Oh, that's so creepy. Uh, oh. And then there's other stories that claims that the monster jumps down from the trestle onto the roofs of the cars passing beneath it. Oh, my God. Cut to me at a bar in Louisville being like, oh, my God. Have you heard of the Pope Lick? What was it? Man, goat man, monster, goat man, monster, the Pope Lick monster. And then everyone being like, what? And then one person being like, Shh, where'd you hear that? And then like ushering me to like the back of the bar to be like, now listen. And then telling me the whole tale. And then that, that guy is David Domine. Oh, obviously. No. <laughs> and then he's like, what are you doing later? Can I get you another whiskey? Yeah, he's, he's like, do you want to join my English class that only meets Friday nights at 9 p.m. at my apartment? It's a small set of women. Do you want to come? But you can't bring your cell phone. Right. <laughs> Tell him Large Marge sent you. Um, so there are no actual reported sightings of this creature. This is something like, so like there's no one who's been to the cops, I guess, like with other cryptids that we've talked about on this show, people like to file police reports or like make some sort of official documentation. Sounds like most of the sightings of the goat man have been things people talk about. Just through word of mouth. Yeah. Okay. And one of the issues, though, with this cryptid is that kids will play these bravery tests and it's to like dare someone to climb the trestle. Oh, no. And it's caused like a number of deaths. Yeah, I would imagine. Oh, like one of them was in the summer of 1987 and a young boy fell from the trestle trying to avoid a train that was coming uh and then this happened again to a different boy 13 years later does the train still run on the trestle i honestly don't know the sources i used kind of like vary in time i don't think any of them are from this year so as far as i know the train does still but okay maybe that's changed i know that there has been a lot of weird deaths around that area yeah and so that helps keep the goat man legend alive and so the families of these victims have like come out and they're like this is something that we actually probably should talk about in the sense of like safety yeah. <laughs> like it shouldn't just be like oh there's a goat man and we should like go hunting for it, it should be like we should make it impossible for people to enter the trestle Right. Yeah, exactly. Put in some like actual safety measures. Yeah. But hearing that lore, is there anything to you that stands out as like for either story that would make sense? Because like something we kind of do a lot is on the show is that we speculate like what 
what is the origins of this folklore? Oh, so like, I'm wondering if it's somehow tied to racism and land development. So like with the witches, Mm. I feel like the witches had to be people who lived there before the rich people came in. Right. And so I feel like the story that the city doesn't tell is like it was eminent domain in an early form. Uh, that does make like pretty good sense to me. Cause one thing about Louisville, as much as I love it and as much as like, it's a little bit more liberal than other places in Kentucky, it definitely has a pretty intense history with racism and especially with segregation, neighborhood segregation, like to this day, it's extremely segregated. So that would not surprise me if that was actually like part of the origin of that one specifically. Now the goat man, that one, I do not know. Yeah. The only thing I could think of is like, maybe it was a cautionary tale to keep people from climbing on the trestle, but then it backfired maybe mm, yeah that that is definitely like the vibe because that feels a lot more classically like gather around the campfire kids and like listen to this parable type thing that definitely is like the vibe that that story gives so I wouldn't be surprised if it was just some person made up the story to teach people a lesson that then just instead inspired curiosity I also wonder, because this was a problem I had, I tried to do like some sort of reverse lookup with some of this stuff. And like when we did the Sasquatch, and I think it came up even when we did the Leeds Devil, that like some of this is like indigenous lore that gets rewritten for white people. Oh, that also makes sense. But I couldn't find anything that made that connection. Oh, I'll have to look into that. That, I mean, it's interesting. I was just talking to my boss about this, actually, that like, I don't know if you guys had this experience in the Midwest, but I feel like indigenous stories and culture or just like, honestly, the existence of indigenous communities was something that was like, I mean, this is not surprising, but like way more erased from my education in Kentucky than it seems like it is here in California, because like, I feel like I didn't understand or start to learn about any sort of indigenous culture or like truly anything until I moved out West, which makes sense because that's where they were forced to move and like have been settled. But it's just interesting how like definitely there, I mean, there are parks and streets and everything in Louisville named after like Cherokee and Shawnee and like obviously indigenous tribes, but it's like their whole existence has been, at least in my experience, very much erased from the city. So it would be really curious to look into if, if it was original. I mean, it sounds very possible that it could be an original indigenous story that then the whites took over. Yeah. Yeah. I think that, I mean, Iowa, even I felt like when we talked about indigenous people in Iowa, it was like, they exist. There were communities around Mm -hmm. where I grew up, but it was also like separated in a way where it was like, we're not going to actually address what was 
what was really going on is just like this massive genocide and movement of people happened, but it never felt like we really dove into it in the way that they especially do in California. Right, right. Molly, do you want to go through some of your list? Sure. But first, I want to talk about the goat man a little bit. Yeah. Because apparently the cryptid is also in Maryland, Texas, and Pennsylvania. And of course, there are different stories, but they're all a goat man. So it does feel like there is some sort of commonality there, like kind of like those stories where people were talking traders or whatever, you know, you're talking to someone from a state away and they're telling you about their goat man and you're like, oh, we have a goat man too. (laughs) Yeah, that makes sense. That does make sense. Yeah, it does seem like it is kind of all over that. So goat man is a transplant of Louisville. Perhaps it's possible. Yeah, I'm going to talk about a couple of other oddities in Louisville. Amazing. And the first one is also related to witches. It's called the Witch's Grave, which is near the Cave Hill Cemetery in the Highlands. Yeah, that's the that's the neighborhood I grew up in the Highlands. Cave Hill is where Colonel Sanders is buried. You can follow a gold line on the road to his gravestone. Wow. Yeah. That's fascinating. Yeah, it's a very famous, at least in Louisville, cemetery. Because it's like very spooky, but very beautiful and huge. It's one of our bigger cemeteries. It seems like a fun ghost. The Colonel. (laughs) Oh, yeah, for sure. Like, oh, I smell fried chicken. Sorry, go ahead, Molly. Supposedly, there is a grave towards the back of the cemetery with a tombstone adorned with a pentagram and the line, I'll live again. Oh, I love it. What? That's cool. I'm sure I've never seen it. So supposedly this is all attributed to a woman named Ada B. Armstead, a mother who lived from February 24th of 1895 to August 29th of 1895. 85. Okay. Wait, say those years again. February 24th of 1895 to August 29th of 1985. So she was almost 100. Wow. That's wild. Because she wouldn't have picked her tombstone either, right? Like your family does that. Yeah, I suppose that is true. Oh my God. I'm going to put some spooky shit on people's tombstones if given the pointed person in charge. This is apparently not as spooky as it sounds initially because she was actually Wiccan. Oh. And so. So it's on brand. It was very on brand. And the I'll live again is a. Like a Wiccan thing. Yeah. A concept. Yeah. You were born again when you. You don't actually die when you die. Yes. Yes. So it's like reincarnation sort of. Yeah, it can be. Yeah. It's like energy transference. I would love to know someone who's born in 1895. 
what their Wiccan journey would have been yeah. like, especially ending in 1985, mm -hmm. because that's the, isn't that like the height of satanic panic? Yeah. Yeah. So like, man, she must have some really good fucking stories. Yeah. Yeah. She's like, I met Alistair Crowley and we, I went to one of his orgies and I had to be the goat. And then she met Del Close. Oh my God. Because allegedly he was hanging out with Alistair Crowley, I think. Oh, no way. That's funny. Yeah. Another one, Molly? Part of the reason why Louisville may have a reputation for being haunted is the Waverly Hills Cemetery. No. I was, uh huh, the sanatorium. I was wondering if you guys were going to bring that up. That one I do know about. Yes. A quintessential destination for anyone seeking something spooky. Yes, it would that to talk about something that gets popular at Halloween is everyone wanting to go to Waverly. And I think they give ghost tours of it because it was just like a humongous sanatorium, sanitarium, sanatorium, sanatorium, is sanatorium. Okay. Sanatorium. sanatorium. Yeah. Where, when everyone had TB, they went there and died. Oh, it was like huge. I never went because I was too scared. But that one I am familiar with. And I've seen videos of people seeing like kids kicking balls down the hallway or whatever, like, you know, like they would have back in the day. Ugh. Yeah. Okay. Can you get TV from an old TV place? See, you know, that's what I always think about when I see one of those. That's what I would think because that that's why I wouldn't go today. I'd be like, is it in the walls? Like, am I going to get TV? But the, I, the reason I didn't go as a kid was a, probably I was too scared and B, my parents probably didn't want to drive me wherever the hell it was. Oh yeah. Sure. Sure. 4,400 Paralee Lane. I don't even know where that is. It's supposed to be one of the most haunted places in the world. Yeah. I, I kind of like, now that you've been talking about it now, I kind of want to go check it out as long as, I mean, if I put my little mask on, I'll wear a KN95. So I won't get TB. There you go. There you go. And you have to give us, you have to give us the updates when you do your little back home ghost. Yeah, tour. I'm, I'm very curious. I know. Like, seriously, now I'm like, when am I going to book my next trip to Louisville? I gotta, I gotta check this shit out. Hey, who's getting married? <laughs> I know. Seriously. <gasps> Is your sister going to have a kid soon? I mean, eventually, hopefully in the next like year or two. God says, hurry up. It would not be fast enough though, because I got to check this shit out now while it's fresh in my head. What is, what was the address? 4,400 Paralee Lane. Oh yeah. It's 20 minutes from my parents' house. Yeah. I'm going to go check it out next time I'm home. It sucks. Cause I could not convince my boyfriend to come with me. I know it. I know he won't come with me. I'll have to go alone. Does he not like bourbon? Oh no. He loves bourbon. He'll come with me to Louisville. He will not come with me to the sanatorium. Okay. Yeah, I would lie. I would lie to Mike and say we're going to the baseball museum. Yeah, we're we're going to the Slugger Museum. And they'd be like, "What's this?" And I'd be like, "Oh, it's the stop on the way there." What is this spooky ass building on a hill? There's also a couple more dangerous locations. Ooh. In hit me Louisville. So we have a. The Eleven Jones House. I don't know what that is. It is actually a cave in a wooded area near Beargrass Creek behind St. Xavier High School. Oh, yeah. Does it say why it's called a house and not a cave? 
Yeah, that's a great question. It is a great question. Um, it seems like it's just because it was kind of quote unquote home to the Jones gang, which was a, a band of bank robbers, thieves, and murderers. Well, that's cool. Classic, classic group. Every city, every city's got to have one of those. However, studies show that if you go deeper into the cave, the air is actually toxic. So don't. Oh my God. So I shouldn't check this one out. No. Okay. But it does seem like one of those ones where it's especially behind a high school where kids do dumb. Oh, Oh, yeah. Oh, say next, man. Those boys will go. They would do some dumb shit. I would not be surprised if someone's wandered in there and died. Yeah. Oh, God. I mean, that might be a little brutal to say. Oh, no, no. It's just like you're right. Probably. (laughs) Yeah. Like I could see them being like, yeah, we're going to hook up in that old cave. Yeah, it's like, and they say it's dangerous, but like, how dangerous can it be? It was like a high school orgy. <laughs> All these teens, like, oh God. And for some reason, the goat man was there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's like, I told you guys to wait for me. <laughs> yeah. Another one is the abandoned amusement park in Charleston. You heard about this one? An abandoned amusement park? Mm-hmm. Not Kentucky Kingdom? <laughs> no. So this is it, across the river in Indiana, Charleston, Indiana. Okay. I didn't know there was an abandoned amusement park there. I should have gone there to take my high school photos. Oh, yeah. That sounds like the exact kind of place. You could probably do headshots there. Oh, my gosh. That'd be so smart. Okay. I'm going to add it to my list. So this is how I'm going to do it when I go back to Louisville. I'm going to pay homage at the tree. Then I'm going to go under that bridge and listen to see if I hear any goat man. I'm going to go to a bar, take a shot of whiskey. Then I'm going to go to the Waverly Hill Sanatorium. And then I'm going to wander across the river and take some photos, get my headshots done. Yeah, I think the biggest thing to look out for is David. Oh, yeah. David, I really am going to look him up on Facebook and see how much stalking I can do. Nice. I know I have a mutual friend with him. 100%. This reminds me of a story, Bridget, you've told about the, he seems like a kind of random guy you'd meet at a bar and you'd be talking and he'd be like, oh yeah, I wrote this book here, read it or whatever. Oh yeah. Like he carries it with him. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you know what? I'll just give you one. I'll just give you a copy. Yeah. I was going to say, you want like a a signed copy? Yeah, I'll sign it. I'll sign it actually. Let me personalize it. Right. It's like to Courtney, the prettiest blue eyes I've ever seen on the side of the Ohio River. Like, oh, no, I just I kind of write that in all. Yeah, (laughs) no big deal. No big deal. The amusement park used to be the Rose Island Amusement Park, which went out of business in 1937. Oh, wow. Around the year I was born. Yes. (laughs) Flood wrecked the area, but. A lot of the foundations for the buildings and some of the rides are still there. Does it say like what kind of theme park? Like, was it Jesus themed? Was it just roller coasters? In its heyday, 1923, David Rose purchased the property. It included a wooden coaster and a Ferris wheel. There were wolves in a pen, monkeys in a cage, and a black bear named Teddy Roosevelt. Oh my gosh. It also included a combined dance hall roller skating rink. I bet no one ever died there. (laughs) 
No, no, not once. From any sort of freak accident. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm sure all those animals were safely secured. Oh, yeah. And no one's arm, everyone's arms stayed on them by the time they entered and left. No one messed with the animals. No, they didn't try to feed them anything weird. Totally normal stuff went on there. The next one is the Ohio River Trail on the Louisville Bike Loop. Uh-huh. Includes the foundation of a home which seems completely out of place because it is near the river and just not near any other houses. So it's like a staircase in the woods situation. Yes, kind of. But supposedly what it was, was the lore is that it was a station for Al Capone to hide in. Oh, what? That's kind of cool. So it is called Capone's Pump Station because... It's also possible that it was just a pump house for a swimming pool. (laughs) (laughs) Let's see. Which one's more likely? Mm, Which one's more fun? Hiding. The hiding spot. Exactly. (laughs) For sure. And then did you know that buried under the streets of downtown Louisville is the remains of extensive series of tunnels? No. What? They were used prior to World War II. And... They were freight subways. What? Okay, now I'm pissed that those were not functional or in use or even, I don't think anyone even knows that exists. Right, yeah. I wonder what they look like now or if people live down there or- Oh, people definitely live down there. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. People 100% live down there. Where do they go? Do they go to Washington? Where are you moving freight to? Does it go to Area 51? Wait, okay. Do you see something? I just looked up, okay, tunnel system under downtown. And it says, this is from the Courier Journal, Explore Louisville's Secret Underground Tunnels. It says, perhaps the ideal place to have a paranormal experience is, quote, the body chute, a 600-foot-long underground tunnel that was used to discreetly transport thousands of dead tuberculosis patients since the hospital was established, I'm guessing Waverly, in 1926. Well, that's creepy. A body shoot? I have, like, chills. That's like the, oh, oh, sauerkraut cave? (laughs) Sauerkraut cave. It's, I guess it's, it's like what I clicked it and that's what it took me to for this like underground body shoot. Oh, wait. Oh, oh, weird. Oh no. Yeah. This is right underneath Waverly Hills. Okay. So these aren't the same tunnels as downtown, but this is what the SEO popped up when I looked up downtown tunnels. Hey, still spooky. That's really creepy. I want to go. Oh my God. Wait, Charlie Mattingly. It says Tina Mattingly and her husband, Charlie Mattingly, purchased the rundown sanatorium in 2001 with the aim of restoring the hospital. Since then, they've had no shortage of ghostly experiences. So my granddad was a congressman and he had an aide named Charlie Mattingly. It has to be the same Charlie Mattingly. Oh my Ah. God. There's no way. Charlie Mattingly. I mean, I'm going to, I'll have to cross It's either got to be him or a family member, right? Yeah, for sure. I mean, it's like, they're definitely in that family. Okay. I'll have to look, I'll, I'll report back to you guys. You have a lot of updates for us. Yeah. I was gonna say, if so, this dude was at my sister's wedding. (laughs) He didn't bring up 
the Waverly Hills at all? No. Well, you know, I'm going to figure out if it's the same Charlie Mattingly, and then I'm going to get some answers. I'm going to sit my granddad down. I'm going to say, Ron, you have some splaining to do. (laughs) You've been holding out on me. Yeah. You better talk to your, you better talk to everyone involved here and get the scoop. Yeah. I'm going to like, I'm going to go home. I'm going to wear like a trench coat and a hat and I'm going to have like a recorder and I'm going to be like, just documenting everything and like doing my own investigation because I'm so curious now. Well, thank you, Courtney, for doing this episode. Thank you for having me. Thank you for enlightening me on all this lore that I literally didn't know existed. And now I'm obsessed and I'm going to be staying up all night reading about. Nice. So you're not going to be getting sleep. Please don't come after us. No, 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 no. I would never. I have so many other demons that keep me up. This, this could not hold a candle to them. Perfect. Do you have anything you'd like to plug? Just my other podcast that I host with you, Bridget, the Gossier. I love that thing. It's fun. We just launched a Patreon. We got more content coming. So that's all I'd really like to plug other than like my Instagram. You can find me there on uh, Instagram at C underscore doisy or on Twitter at the real doisy. Those are my main internet presences. Do you want to plug your blog? Yes. I write a blog. If you are listening to this and are also interested in the bachelor franchise, I write a blog called, I think I'm starting to fall in love with this blog um, that recaps all of the shows. There's one tonight, obviously. So look out for the recap tomorrow. You can find that also in the link in my bio on Instagram. And I always post about it. So it's kind of a weird, weird domain name. So just, just come to my Instagram and you'll see the blog. You should definitely check it out. Nice. Yeah. And Molly, where can people find you and ask you for? tax advice sure you can find me on twitter and instagram at molly mm9 or go to my website m3virtualaccounting.com and you can find me on twitter and instagram at bridget underscore suck it you can find this podcast on those platforms at sex with ghosts underscore you should also review us on apple podcasts and on spotify now And that helps verify us as a real podcast. But I think that's all she wrote. Bye. Bye. Bye.